love this shit, don't you? Yeah. What do you love about it? Making the sound. You like making the sound, huh? Oh, yeah. That's super cool. See. See. Merry Christmas, filthy animal. Filthy animal. Come on, say it. Merry Christmas, filthy animal. There is, ladies and gentlemen, that is Jackson. How you doing, Jackson? Good. You doing good? Are you ready to do the podcast? Yes. Yes. What do you want to talk about today on the podcast? Uh, talk about you? Yes. We're going to talk about you. Awesome. Do you want to give uh, the headphones to your daddy real quick so he can get on and talk? There you go. How we doing? <laughs> there you go. He knows what yeah. time of day it is. All right. Ryan, how's it going, my friend? I'm doing well. Thank you for having us. Hey, man. It's awesome to have you. Welcome to the studio today. Uh, in the studio, we got Ryan and we got Mr. Jackson. You guys just heard from Jackson. And uh, you're here for the Phoenix Panel Projects Phoenix Needs Special Panel Discussion. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So take a little time and tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about Jackson and uh, let us know who you are. So, uh, yeah, my name's Ryan. Um, been in Phoenix about 10 years. I am a, uh, I'm a musician. I'm a father. Um, and my firstborn is Jackson. And uh, it just so happened that when Jackson was born, we were informed that he was going to have something called a chondroplasia, which is a form of dwarfism. Um, and it, 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 it shaped... A lot of different things changed changed the whole outlook. But um, as we've grown to, uh, <laughs> sounds like he's getting over cold just like I was. Yeah. But as we've grown and as he's grown and as things have changed and we've grown to know him, we've we've navigated these waters and it's it's turned out to be one of the coolest. Okay. Biggest blessings ever. So what is what is dwarfism? So what dwarfism is is scientifically yeah. what it is is. And this is a very loose, uh, very simple way of explaining it. But essentially, the long bones in the body stop growing at a certain point. Interesting. Um, so right around 33 weeks of pregnancy, which for anybody who's ever been pregnant knows that's very close to delivery. Um, we found out, his mother and I, that upon measurement, we went in to do an ultrasound Uh they started to do some measurements. They took a look at a few things and they said that right around 27 weeks, that was the, that was kind of the common denominator. 27 weeks was when his long bones, so we're talking from hip to knee, from shoulder to elbow. Those are your long bones. Yeah. They, yeah. they start to slow down. Okay. And then once they slow down, they will grow, but they won't grow at the normal rate of everything else interesting yeah it's 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 a really interesting thing and it, there's a lot of there's many there's like a thousand different forms of dwarfism there's a lot okay. of different types some more drastic than others some more debilitating than others right uh, he happens to have what's called achondroplasia which is the most common form so for anybody listening think um peter dinklage from uh, game of thrones or oh. he even played the. Uh, he play, he's, he's been in a thousand movies, but that's it, when you think achondroplasia, you would think that. And that's, like I said, the most common form. That's what Jackson has. OK. Um, you know, so. But what that did for us or for me uh, anyway, is it put me in a place of 
okay, so, so I changed, I have to change my mindset okay. to go from, you know, what you are thinking is going to happen versus what is actually happening. And then what that also did is it put me in children's hospital on a regular basis. Right, 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 right. Um, which was fantastic. It turned out to be one of the most cool things ever. Fantastic. Really? Yeah. So what, what made that fantastic? I mean, I would, I would imagine being inside the Phoenix children's hospital, like that's gotta be some, it was scary, some serious stuff you're dealing with in there. Yeah. Scary, freaky, all those types of things. Uh, but what it did was it, it, First of all, it put it restored a lot of my faith in the the medical world and the people that work down there. Everybody who works down there, fantastic. Man. Yeah, it's super wonderful. I've but, heard that a lot about the Phoenix Children's Hospital. Yeah, it's pretty unbelievable. Yeah, uh, but what it also did is is it put put me right in the midst of um, not only were we there with our son, kind of you know navigating those waters, but um, I was. All, constantly around children with Down syndrome, constantly yeah. around uh, autistic children, constantly around, you name it, we were around it. Right, 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 right. So what that did is, and the common denominator between all of those kids and even their parents and my own son, as he, as he developed and grew, the outlook of each of those kids. Yeah. And so basically what I decided was, well, like, I mean, this is like God's fingerprints because no matter what's going on, the the amount of adversity that these kids are up against every single day. Sure, sure. For them to have a smile on their face, to look at you, to laugh, to play, they, they're, in, they're in a hospital. Right, right. And I was like, this is unbelievable. Well, I, I, so it's so interesting that this is such an amazing uh, story. So, I mean, they're kids, though, right? So when they're when they're born, this is all they know, right? That's he, so he's born. Was he born at the Phoenix Children's Hospital, or he was born and then you guys took him over there? Yeah, he was born. So and then he this is there. kind of his first reality of the world, mm. and he's just a happy-go-lucky kid in the first place. So that's got to be kind of hard for you as a parent to. To, to as your first child to have a, a child that has a special need mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so what what, is, what goes to your mind you know um, as a parent then uh, thinking about like the rest of your life man it, okay so I have to kind of put myself back there because I'm not sure. I'm not there anymore yeah um, you know because as 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 you go through it, you you get harder skin, you develop things, and you just roll. Yeah. And he's just my boy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, so I, there was the whole idea of like, oh, my God, it's going to be different. Everything's going to be different. But now at this at this particular point, it's like, well, he's he's just my son. Right. I, I'm not, I have, right. I have right. a really hard time seeing any kind of differences. Um, but in the beginning, yeah, it was very scary. It was yeah. very um, – and in fact, the first diagnosis uh, – <laughs> We, you know, we were at the the, uh, the OBGYN, the pre- nurse practitioner took a look at the the, the uh, uh, scans and, and all that stuff, and and then immediately came in and said, okay, we can't really talk about this. You need to go to a specialist. Went right. out to Mesa, saw the specialist. Specialist looked at everything, did another ultrasound, comes back in the room, very deadpan, very, very uh, kind of no bedside manner whatsoever and said, you know, your son's not going to make it past birth. Wow. So that was that's what I was going to ask you is, is if, there, if the doctors ever came to you and said there was going to be some sort of complication or that his life was going to be shortened. Tell me yeah. a little bit more about that. So, yeah. So in also, in addition to long bones and all those things, really what you have to look at it to when they're first being born is diaphragm size so that's the part like right 
right around where the rib cage ends and everything else. Sure. And so what they were saying is that his was very constricted and very small and that it, if he made it beyond birth, it may be like a 24 hour situation where he's not really going to be progressing beyond that. It's going to be too hard for him to breathe too hard. Wow. To yeah. Wow. And so that, and that was it. And he said that, you know, and then at the, my wife at the time, I, you know, she was a mess, of course, sent her out of the room. And I was like, be, be straight with me. What's going on? You know, yeah. is this real? Yeah. Is there any, yeah. you know, and he's like, I'm sorry, this is the thing. And, so they gave uh, him 24 hours to live. Essentially. Yeah. And then, wow. and we left, we left the office and we, and we go, you know, we got a call a couple of days later. He had, he had, uh, um, talked to one of his colleagues in London they kind of went over other things, looked at everything again, all the ultrasounds and stuff, and comes back and says, you know what? I think we were wrong. Wow. I, I think uh, we've made a, a misdiagnosis on this aspect. And I think, you know, he's he is going to have dwarfism. He's going to be, a, you know, have achondroplasia, but it's going to be a little bit different. He will live everything, yada, yada. So then, but then at that point, I'm sitting with two different things. I'm not sure that he really knows, even yeah. though I'm trusting the medical community and all that sort of stuff. Um, so even up to the birth, it was a crapshoot. I yeah. didn't know what to expect. Yeah. You know? Um, well, how do you even deal with that when, so that you're, the doctor tells you that he's going to live no longer than 24 hours. You guys go home. What is that conversation like on the ride home? It's probably one of the hardest conversations yeah. I've ever had with somebody. Yeah. I mean, what, like, what was going through your mind at that time? At that particular time, I, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to be. Yeah. I didn't know how to be because I was feeling things, but I knew she was feeling things. Um, and I kind of just really shut me off. Yeah. I just to be there for her. Sure. In that particular moment. And, uh, in, it, you know, and like I said, there was just a ton of fear. It's a lot of fear. I can imagine. How old is Jackson now? Jackson. How old is, is you, Jackson? How old are you? Six. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh man, Jackson, you are an amazing, amazing young man. Amazing young man. All right, so awesome. So he is born, right? He's and uh, born. It's absolute joy of a of a little guy here. So tell me about uh, the the first time you see him and he's born, and tell me about the first twenty four hours. Did you still have that feeling in your heart that uh, this might be the last time you see your kid, or? I did. It was, yeah. it was scary. So here's how it happened because it didn't. So he came out through C-section. Okay. Because she was in labor for a long time and I, the man's head is a little bit bigger than that. <laughs> there's a lot of brains in there. There you go. There's a lot of brains in there. And so it, he was not going to come that way. Okay. And so, uh, and she was in a lot of pain. And so the doctor said, okay, we're going to do C-section. And she said, um, uh, his mother, Lindsay, um, she said, yes, fine. Okay. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. At that point she was ready when they made the decision that, that nobody tells you how fast that is. It's okay. boom. When they make that decision, it is on. So they take her boom, wheel her out of the room. They pull me in another direction. I go down another hallway and we're separated from each other at that point. Wow. And they're, they're rushing her to the operating room. I'm getting put in scrubs. And then the nurse that's with me is like, let's go, let's go. Then we're literally running down the hallway. Really? 
Yeah, we're running. So we were like running down there. I get into the operating room. By the time I get in there, they've already got her out by cut open. Oh right? my so gosh. they're they're like digging in. There's like a screen. I happened to look over, saw a bunch of things that I didn't want to see, right? And I'm like, oh my God. And she's there and she's shaking and going through this, you know, she's got all this medication, right? That right. Being right. pumped into her because they're they're literally they're cutting her open, right? Right. So there's that whole thing. And then, like, so I'm freaking out for her, and I'm wondering what's going on with him, and then all these other things, and then, boom, they just hold this baby up. Oh, my goodness. And I see him for the first time, and it was amazing. But but see, what that did for me is, so now, I've, you know, the, that whole deal, the, they take him out, get him all cleaned up, but then... Because of everything, and there was a, there was a few little complications that went on with the pregnancy. So he goes down to the NICU. They take her off to recovery to get her sewn up and put her back together and the whole whole stuff. So I go down to, to the NICU, and I got I was really lucky. I got time to spend with him. So I like whip my shirt off. He's naked. I'm pretty much naked. We're sitting there together, and like we're just I'm like holding them, and it's and it was like this moment that you I'll never get again. I'll never yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was, it was incredible, but still worried. And he was under observation. He was in there for about a week, you know, to make sure everything was going well. Cause sure. we had that original diagnosis. Sure. And, um, there were some issues with, uh, breathing and sure. And sure. stuff like that. And so, yeah. So for the first week it was, uh, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. I really didn't. Yeah. Were you kind of on edge the entire time for, for the first week? Yeah. yeah. I spent, spent the whole week in that room in that, in that, in ICU and we, you know, I slept on the couch and yeah, held him when I could and we just watched him. We, we watched him through it. So tell me a little bit more about that moment. You said that you, you're holding him, you're both bare skin to bare skin. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit more about that moment. Give me some more details about that. Well, what they say is that the child, the baby is, is breathing you in, in that moment. A lot, most times, but especially nowadays, cause now they've changed the whole situation when the birthing happens, they give the, they used to take the child away and yeah. clean it and all these other things. Then they'll bring it back to the baby. Yeah. And now they've gone back to the old way, which is as soon as the baby comes out, they, they need right to connect. To mom, right. Absolutely. Right? And, and because absolutely. what's happening is they're picking up on um, what's called pheromones. Sure. Absolutely. Right? And they're picking absolutely. up on heartbeat. Yeah. 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 Of whoever's holding it. So, so he and I, so right away I'm sitting there with him and he, and uh, so he's getting my heartbeat. He's getting my comfort, yeah. my smell, yeah. yeah, my, my whole thing. And we're bonding yes. in that moment. Yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's super special. And I'm bonding with him too. I'm like, sure. getting to know him, you know? Sure. Do you think that, um, do you think that the experience would have been different, uh, had he not been diagnosed with dwarfism? Like, do you think that he, if he'd been born without this, uh, that your experience would have been different and that connection would have been different? Of course. Yeah. Of course, because that experience is, it's like anything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you and I had gone through a, a car accident. Sure. Or something together traumatic or yeah. crazy. Yeah. You know, we we're great friends. Yeah, yeah. But you know we would always have that special bond, right? Right, right, right. So right. we are we would have always been great friends and I would have always been excited for him and, and ready for him and happy and I would have always welcomed that moment of being a father. Sure. But there hasn't been a day go by that I don't look at him and be like, God damn, you're a miracle. Yeah. So, so what's the, so, so what's in his future? Like he's, so how tall is he now? You're, he's about 
two and a half feet. Okay. And do you have any idea of how tall he'll be able to? Yeah, he's going to top out at a whopping four feet. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, he'll be, he won't be much more than four. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And he plays the drums, right? Yeah, he's a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson, do you like to play the drums? You got to talk in the mic. Yes. <laughs> what do you like about the drums, Jackson? I love playing them. You love playing them. Who else plays the drums? My dad. Yeah, he does. Are you going to play the drums with your dad? Yes. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, folks, that, uh, Ryan, that's that's pretty much all we needed to, to do today. Uh, for somebody who's out there who might uh, have a child that, that was just diagnosed with dwarfism or might be having to go through the same thing you're going through, what's, what's some words that you could give them? Dep- um, depending on what type it is. Sure. But my my best advice, my, my biggest thing is that is like this, like, don't worry. It's, it's going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. You'll get through this. You'll wade through these waters. You'll mourn what you thought was going to happen because that's what happens. You mourn that. But at the same time, you celebrate what is happening, right? You celebrate this next adventure and you just go through You do what you have to do. Yeah. You know? And the thing is about Jackson, there's certain things. Sometimes he needs a stool to get up on stuff. Sometimes he needs a little extra help or whatever, but he's also tenacious and he, yeah. I'll come around the corner. I'm like, why, why didn't you just ask for help? Well, because I want to do it. Yeah. And he figures yeah. out a way, you know, and I think we all are doing that in some respect in our lives. But that's like I said, they're like God's fingerprints. Like he's he's given so much more strength than I think I had as a kid or, you know. Yeah. And he just yeah. does it. He wanted to play football. He's playing football. So that's, that's so it's it bring, it's funny because the the, the, the question that just came to my mind was, does he know that he has dwarfism? Do you know you have dwarfism? Yes. What is what is dwarfism <laughs> to you, buddy? What does that mean to you? What does it mean? How do you feel about it? Good. You feel good. Do you know what it means to have dwarf, dwarfism? Jack, do you know what it means? No. Just me- like the book. Just means you're a, you're a little bit different, but everybody's different, right? Yes. You are Jackson, though, right? And you know that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Phoenix News Special is happening January 30th at the Helio Basin Brewing Company. We're going to see Jackson. We're going to hear more of Jackson, and we're going to hear more from Ryan. Thank you guys so much for being on the show today. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you so much. So we'll see you guys on January 30th, right? You have anything else to say, Jackson? One more thing. What do you want to say to everybody? Thank you. Thank you. All right. For more information on Phoenix Needs Special, to reserve tickets, or to hear testimonials from other panelists and experts, please visit ybspros.com. The Phoenix Needs Special panel discussion takes place on January 30th at the Helio Basin Brewing Company. Don't forget to join the discussion by joining the Phoenix Panel Project Group on Facebook and subscribing to the Phoenix Panel Project Podcast. 